I think the the better way to think about referrals is to think of them as the opening of a new relationship and nothing more. You're listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. I'm Steve Gordon. For the first five years, this podcast was known as the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. The episode you're about to hear uses that name, but don't worry, you're in the right place. Same great content, new name. Enjoy. Hey, friends, welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. This is Steve Gordon. I'm your host, and we have been at the podcast now for five years. Um, And I want to thank everybody who's been along for that journey. Uh, We've interviewed uh, over 200 entrepreneurs. Uh, We've done a whole host of solo episodes talking about all kinds of topics on business growth and marketing. And uh, I'm really, really grateful for everybody who's been along for the ride. And when I started the podcast, I committed to doing this for 10 years. And I figured that that'd give me plenty of time uh, to, to test the idea and know if it worked. And so we're halfway. Uh, so if you're, if you're just picking up now, um, it's a great time to, to subscribe, uh, whether you subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app or through YouTube, um, however you want to follow us. We love having you here. And we're recording this right at the beginning of, of, uh, 2022. And, I want to kind of go back to the basics as we begin this year. So we're going to do a three-part series here on referrals. And we're going to base it on uh, my best-selling book, Unstoppable Referrals. If you've uh, if you've not read it, I recommend go to Amazon, get a copy. Um, and, and today, I want to kick this off by talking about the real barriers to getting referrals. So, you know... When when people talk about the fact that you know they get all their business from referrals, so I hear that a lot, um, and I also hear particularly from marketers that you know what you really shouldn't rely on referrals. You should you know you should do something else that's more scalable. Both of those answers are are I think insufficient. Referrals are the number one best way to acquire a new client, and. Study after study has shown this. Uh, Nielsen looked at it years ago, and they found that that referred prospects are four times more likely to close than prospects that come from any cold source. Referred prospects and referred clients tend to stay longer. They tend to be happier. On all of the the studies that have been done, um, they just end up being better clients most of the time. And so there's real good reasons to want to go get referrals. The problem with referrals, and this is why a lot of marketers like to to ding them, is that the way that most people go about it, it's based on hope and luck, and it's not very scalable. And so what they end up with are sort of random acts of referrals. And the reason they end up that way is really what we're going to talk about today. Uh, So today we're going to talk about really the limitations of the, the current model and we'll begin talking about some of the things that that you can do about it. And then in our next session, we'll really get into how to, to create a system for referrals so that it's really, really easy for your clients to refer you. And then in the third part of this series, we'll talk about now how to scale referrals. Um, because if you do it the right way, they are really, really scalable uh, and can be very predictable 
you have to change your approach a little bit. And so that's what we're going to go through here at the beginning of the new year. I think this is the perfect time to kind of recommit to being systematic about how you approach referrals. So that, that, that's what we're going to do here over the next three parts. So let, let's start with some of the challenges that people have with referrals. And the I think the first biggest challenge really re, all revolves around what we're asking our clients to do when we expect them to refer us. You know, in any business, the most difficult job is creating a new customer. In other words, we've got to go out into the world and we've got to, out of all of the seven and a half billion people on the planet, we've got to narrow that down to a smaller group of people that actually might need what we want. And then within that, we've got to narrow it down to the, the people who have the right mindset that we can work with. And that exercise, you know, in a lot of businesses, they you might call it prospecting. That exercise is one of the most difficult things in any business. It's one of the reasons that we pay salespeople so well, because if they can successfully go and do that and bring a customer in, they've done something really, really important and something really difficult. So I think the big mistake that we make with referrals is we we want to believe that we've done a good enough job in the work that we do that our clients are going to be able to go out and do this really difficult activity in our business and they'll be able to do it for us. And, you know, I, I really think this is almost a little bit foolish when you when you start to really break it down that we're expecting our prospects to go out and do something that in a lot of cases, especially in service businesses, isn't something we even like to do. And it may not be something that you feel particularly good at, and that's okay. We're, we'll talk about how to make it easier as we go through this this uh, three part series. But you know, we're asking our, our our clients or our customers to go out and do this really challenging thing that we're probably not super comfortable with or super great at, and we're going to ask them to do it without any training and without any compensation. So we're basically trying to turn our clients into an unpaid and untrained sales force. Good luck. And one of the reasons that that I think businesses struggle with referrals because they get them in kind of these fits and starts is because your, your clients don't want to go do that. They want to help you. The clients that are really happy want to send people your way, but it's too hard to do the way that that we're currently approaching it. We're asking them effectively to go prospect and have preliminary sales conversations with future clients, with people that, that are in their network, that they have relationships with. And they don't want to do that. You know, they're only about maybe 4% of, of the population that you would say is kind of a, you know, they're naturally inclined to sales and to sort of the, skills and behaviors of sales. Uh, now, a lot of experts in sales will tell you, well, you know, nobody's born with that. But there are some people that I think are more comfortable with the things that that are required of selling. They're more comfortable. They're more outgoing. They're able to go have conversations with people. But that's about 4% of the population. For all of the rest of us, myself included, you know, going in and having a conversation where you're trying to convince somebody to do something and you don't know if they really want to do it or not, that's not the first thing we think of in the morning. Like we want to go really do that. And your, your clients are in that boat and we're asking them to go have 
a sales conversation, which they're probably not going to be comfortable with and they're probably not good at. And yet that's how we want to open up a new relationship with a potential client. And and we're not going to arm them with anything to be able to do that. We're just going to, you know, put a signature line <laughs> at the bottom of our email, you know, or in our sale, you know, in our onboarding conversations, we're going to have one of these silly conversations where we tell them, oh, we get paid two ways, the fee that you give us and that you send us referrals. That's a bunch of nonsense. Okay. You want to make this whole process really easy for the people who believe in you and who see value in what you do. And the way that we do that is, is that we first, we need to remove all of the pressure um, and all of the difficulty of them having to go have this sales conversation. And we want to remove the pressure first by removing the destination. So in a typical referral, you might come to me, you know, let's say you're an accountant and you come to me and you say, Hey, you know, Steve, do you know anybody that, you know, needs some help with their taxes this year? And I'm going to, scratch my head a little bit and try and think of somebody. And you know what? I don't really talk to people about their taxes too much. You know, that's not a conversation that comes up very often. If somebody's having a real problem and they share that with me, I might be able to, you know, connect the dots at that point. But you're asking me at a a place in time where I maybe don't have any context to answer that question. So I'm going to come back with uh, what your client's We'll, we'll probably all come back with if you pose a similar question about what you do. They're going to go, I don't, you know, I can't think of anybody right now. Let me think about it. And then they're going to go think about it probably for about 30 seconds as they walk out of your office or as they hang up the phone and nobody's going to come to mind. And then if you try and follow up with them about it, they're going to drop into the witness protection program. And you're not going to be able to get a hold of them because they want to help you, but they don't know how to help you. And you've made it too hard. The, the other problem with, with this approach is that the result of it, let's say I do think of somebody, okay, in our little scenario, you're an accountant and you asked me about, you know, introducing you to somebody that I know that needs help with taxes and I come up with a name. All right. Well, now I've got a little problem because the name that I thought of might be a client of mine. And I really value that relationship. Uh, maybe it's an ongoing client and, and they're investing. Maybe let's say they're paying me $5,000 a month. So they're worth 60 grand to me a year. And I could reasonably predict that we'll continue to work with them for the next five years. Well, that's a $300,000 relationship. Now, I'm, I've got to do some quick mental math here and determine is that something that I want to put on the line by introducing them to you. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. Maybe I trust you enough to do that. But I've got an awful lot of risk there. I've got a lot at stake. If you mess the relationship up, that reflects poorly back on me. And you don't even have to do anything really bad to do that. It could just be a a miscommunication or a, a mismatch of personalities. And all of a sudden now that reflects poorly back on me. And so now I've put this really valuable relationship that I have at risk. You know, if I do make that connection, the, the result of that will be a meeting between you and this person that I have a valued relationship with. You're going to meet, okay? We call that, that meeting a sales meeting. The goal is for you to try and make them a client. That's why I'm referring them, right? That's your intent. 
Um, I know that that's in your that, that that's your intent, and I'm only going to really introduce you to somebody who I think has a need, and I'm going to position it in such a way that they should talk to you about working with you, right? So their intent coming in is, hey, this is a sales meeting. So now I've sent somebody into a sales meeting, and I don't know about you. I sell for a living. You probably sell for a living if you're watching this uh, or listening to this. And um, I don't know about you, but I don't like to go to sales meetings unless I'm the one doing the selling. And so now I've I've put this person that I care about in a position, and unless they absolutely have a burning need today, they're probably not super excited about it, but they might do it because of our relationship. All right, so now they're going to go meet with you. And so just to get it to that point, we've had to overcome all of these hurdles, which is why you don't get very many referrals. You know, people love getting referrals because they're as um, one, one of my buddies likes to, uh, Joel Irway likes to say, they're close to the hole. You know, they're the hole being the sale. They're close to, you know, to making the sale. And um, we love getting them like that. And that's why so many referrals are such a slam dunk because they always often, not all, always, but often they come to you at a point where the person making the referral already knows they've got a need and that they're in, that they're shopping, like they're at the end of the buying process. And those are great. I love to get those, you know, I love being connected with, I got one just this week where somebody's in, you know, in the market, they want to write a book and, uh, you know, somebody in my network connected them with us and those are awesome. But that's just scratching the surface of the available pool of of uh, people who are kind of in the process of thinking about buying what you sell. So we limit ourselves, and we also make it really hard for our clients by you know making the the destination of that referral that sales meeting. So those are some of the real barriers that exist. We we create too much risk for our clients. The destination that we create is the thing that that drives all of that risk because um, we're ta- we're trying to take somebody from zero to, you know, to in a committed relationship where they've given us money, really, really quickly, and it can happen because of the trust that comes through the referral. But those opportunities aren't out there every day for all, each of our clients. What we're going to talk about as we go into the the next two parts of this are how we reduce that level of risk for the client. And at the same time, how do we increase the ease that they can share us so that they don't have to really know somebody that's close to buying, you know, that where we can arm them with some tools. And we'll, we'll talk about one of those key tools, which is what uh, I, I call a referral kit. Um, how, how we can arm them with some tools that will help them really make this whole process easier. So they don't have to go and have an awkward conversation, but they can share a really great resource. And we'll talk about how to create that resource as we go into uh, part two of this and and what needs to go in it. But but what we really want to do is to make all of this easier, we want to remove that sales meeting from the process. We'll get to that eventually, but we want to get introduced in a way that really changes that dynamic. And if you think about it from... Uh, you know, a selling and positioning standpoint, do you want to really be introduced by someone in the context of, of selling? When that happens, you're a salesperson. I'd rather be introduced as an authority on my topic. And the way that we do that is we take some of your really great ideas, the things that 
clients love about how you help them. We package them up. We package them up in a form that's relatively easy for our clients to share. And we'll talk about all the different forms that you could package them up in, um, in, in the next part here. But we package them up so that they can be shared and shared without a lot of risk. And in doing so, you're now going to be positioned as the authority who has, you know, created all these, all this great thinking, all these great ideas around this topic to help this prospect solve a problem that they're facing. What that allows you to do is move from only being able to get referred to people who are close to buying because it needs to be a sure thing for your client if you're doing it the old-fashioned way. And it opens it up so that your clients and your strategic partners now are comfortable sharing the this resource out far and wide in their network because there's no pressure that goes along with it. There's no immediate meeting that goes along with it. So you're able to get introduced to a lot more people much more easily and begin a relationship. And I think that's that's probably the key mindset shift in all of this is most people think about referrals as slam dunk sales. And I think that's a mistake. I think the, the better way to think about referrals is to think of them as the opening of a new relationship and nothing more and go into it without any expectation for where that relationship is going to go. It may end up in a sale and that's fantastic and it might not and that's okay. But you want to think of it in terms of my, my very first step. All I need my client to do is the one thing that they're perfectly qualified to do. And that is to open a door with someone that they know. I don't need them to make the sale for me. I don't need them actually even to filter within their network very much. You know, that's one of the other big barriers in, in getting referrals is that we ask our prospects to bring us somebody that's too qualified. And, you know, our clients aren't, they aren't able to, to get in and really determine who's a great prospect for us. And as a result, you know, we think, I guess we think that they can because we want people that look like them, but as a result, they're not, they're not able to really figure that out most of the time. And so we get all of these kind of unqualified referrals coming in at the last minute. And so what we'll talk about next time is, first of all, how to create an idea asset and what needs to go into that, how to turn that and package it up, turn that into what we call a referral kit. Uh, which is really just taking those ideas and packaging them. And then how to use that in the referral process to dramatically increase the number of referrals that you get and to create a system whereby you're always generating far more referrals than you need, knowing that some of them are going to be ready to buy right away and some of them are going to be ready to buy in the future. So what we're actually doing is we're future-proofing your business and your sales process. And so we'll cover all of that in, in the next episode. But I want you to think about your current referral process. I want you to think about, first of all, do you even have a process? Uh, John Jance, who's been on the podcast a couple of times now, um, has got a great book uh, on referrals called The Referral Engine. And um, he did some research around that book as he was writing it and went out and surveyed a couple thousand business owners and asked them, you know, do you, do you get most of your business from referral? And I, 
if I recall, it's been a, a few years since I read it, but I think about 64% of the business owners said, yeah, I get most of my business from referral. And then his second question was, well, do you have a process or a system or a method that you use to consistently create those referrals? And uh, it was like 79.9% said, no, we got nothing. So I want you to think about that. I want you to think, do I have a process for referrals? Okay. And I want you to think about, do I get most of my business or do my best clients come that way? Uh, my guess is you're probably going to answer yes to both questions. That yes, I have, or excuse me, you'll answer yes to that, that, that I get most of my, my business from referral. And you'll probably answer no to having a, a system in place. And that's okay. That just means you're, you're fitting in with most every other business owner on the planet. Um, and that's what in this series, that's what we're going to try and fix as we go into the new year. And I, I also want you to think about the things that you do for clients that they absolutely love. You know, what is it? What's the part of the way that you approach things that they rave about? And as we go into the next episode, we're going to talk about how to leverage that and capitalize on that and, and use that as a thing that drives referrals. So tune in uh, to the next episode and uh, we'll, we'll be covering that. Um, and I'd love to know what your biggest challenge is with referrals. So you can, um, you can tell me that in a number of ways. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can put a comment down below. Uh, if you're getting this through our email list, uh, just send me an email, steve at unstoppableceo.net. I'd love to know what your biggest challenge with referrals is. And um, we'll make sure to, to capture those and address them as we go uh, through the series. All right, take care. Thanks for listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. Here are three ways you can expand your authority. Number one, get a copy of the Million Dollar Book. In it, I show you how to multiply your authority by writing a best-selling book in less than 90 days guaranteed. After all, you're the best spokesperson for your ideas. Go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash book and get your copy. Number two, join me for an upcoming Write Your Million Dollar Book Accelerator and let's jumpstart your authority building book now. For upcoming dates, go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash accelerator. And number three, work with me and my team to get your book done and bring in business. Email me at steve at authoritybuilderpodcast.com and put, I want to write a book in the subject line. See you soon.